0: Welcome to our series, You're Not Alone, in which Alan Sonter, for many years a missionary educator in the islands of the South Pacific, tells stories that help us to know that God is always watching over us, wherever we are. This episode is entitled, When God Changed the Captain's Orders. The captain was sympathetic. I'd like to help you, he said, but my orders are to sail to Nuku'alofa via Tofu'a. I stood at the end of the old wooden jetty at Pangai, main town on the island of Lifuka in the kingdom of Tonga. Already the sun was high in the sky and the waters of the lagoon sparkled as a light breeze wafted in from the sea. Somehow the beauty of the white sands, waving palms and blue sea passed unnoticed as I pondered my problem. I was visiting the main islands of Tonga administering an entrance examination to children wishing to enter Beulah College, the main Seventh-day Adventist secondary school in the Kingdom. Most of the candidates were students completing their final grade in government primary schools, and the trip had been, so far, very successful. In company with Stephen, a Tongan lad who assisted with examination supervision, I had travelled north to Vavao. And now to Pangai, about 100 miles from home, on the return journey. We had two more islands still to visit. The only means of transport being the Fungai Lufuka, a small government-owned vessel now lying at the jetty. I wandered over to the jetty where the captain of the Fungai Lufuka was supervising the loading of supplies. We exchanged greetings and then I asked the captain where he was scheduled to go that day. My orders are to sail to Tofua and from there to Nuku'alofa was his matter of fact reply. The islands we were to visit lay roughly on the direct route from Panghai to Nuku'alofa, while Tofua lay way to the west. The ship would be going nowhere near the islands we wished to visit. Wouldn't it be possible just to call in for a little while at Half-Ever? I asked, naming the closer of the two islands I needed to visit. I'm afraid not, was the reply. You see, it would take us a long way off our course, and we should be at Tofu by tomorrow morning. The little ship moved gently, and the wavelets lapped around the barnacle-encrusted posts of the jetty. Well... I suppose there's nothing for us to do but to return to Nukalofa with you, I said, as there's no other ship likely to be around for several days. The kindly captain nodded. You know, he commented, I was a student of Beulah College years ago. I'll do anything I can to help you, but I have to follow the orders that come from the government office. I turned and sat down on my suitcase. The old jetty creaked as the lines from the ship tugged at the posts. The captain went aboard his ship and busied himself with preparations for sailing. I bowed my head and prayed, Lord, this is your work. If you want us to conduct the examination at Parfeva and Nomuka, please open the way. With this prayer still in my heart, I stood up and walked slowly along the jetty, not really knowing what to do. Just then, a messenger from the government office came hurrying toward the ship. Picking his way quickly over the gaps left by the missing planks on the jetty, he was soon talking to the captain. Several other passengers and sailors soon gathered around, and it looked as though something was afoot. So I made my way back to the ship. After the messenger had left, I went up to the captain. "'What's the news?' I asked. Excitedly, he answered, a message has just been received that a whirlwind has struck the island of Mango. It's destroyed most of the village, including the school buildings and some of the village gardens. A couple of people have been injured. I have orders to sail to Mungo with an agriculture officer, an education officer and a health officer to assess the damage. We are then to sail to Nomuka to drop the three officers so they can find passage back here, while we continue on to Nuku'alofa. You're very lucky, because now you will be able to go to Nomuka. You see, I can stay long enough at Nomuka for you to conduct the exam. It's certainly too bad about the whirlwind, I replied, but I appreciate your willingness to make it possible for us to conduct the exam at Nomuka. Another thought crossed my mind. Say, I continued, you couldn't just drop in at half Ever on the way to Mangu, could you? It's almost on the direct route. The captain rubbed his chin and thought for a moment, while I thanked the Lord for beginning to answer my prayer. It all depends, he said, on what time we get away from here. He glanced at his watch. It's now almost 12 o'clock. We're about ready to leave. There's just a drum of fuel to be run into the tanks and we'll be on our way. I'm afraid we won't be able to stop at half ever, because if we did, we wouldn't be able to reach Mango before dark. As we can't get in through the reef at Mango after dark, we can't afford to stop on the way. Noting my disappointment, he added, if we should happen to be delayed here until after two o'clock, we won't be able to get into mango tonight, so we would perhaps go to Hafeva, spend the night there, and leave about three in the morning to reach Mango at first light. But there's no reason for a delay, so I'm afraid you'll just have to miss half-ever. Again, I turned away and this time asked the Lord that if it was His will, we would be able to conduct the exam at half-ever. Within a few minutes, two sailors appeared, rolling a 44-gallon drum along the jetty. They reached a section where only two planks lay across the several foot wide space in the wooden decking of the old structure. So I went over to help them maneuver the drum across this difficult spot. We soon had the drum safely beside the ship. The plug was removed and the contents of the drum began to pour into the ship's fuel tanks. The sailors and I were standing by watching. When the man closest to the drum exclaimed, hey, there's something funny about this fuel, He leaned over and sniffed the opening of the drum. It smells more like kerosene than diesel to me. Quickly, all eyes turned to the drum, where plainly lettered across the top were the words, Mobile Laurel Lighting Kerosene. Immediately, the siphon tube was removed from the drum, but 30 gallons or more of kerosene were already mixed with the diesel in the tanks. And if the engine were run on that mixture, the ship wouldn't go very far captain was soon on the spot and ordered the tanks to be emptied. It was a long and laborious task since all the pumping had to be done by hand. By the time the tanks had been emptied and refilled with clean fuel, it was half past two in the afternoon. Everyone else was nonplussed by how the kerosene could have been delivered from the depot and filled into the tanks without anyone noticing the words so clearly lettered on the drum. But I was sure that the Lord had had a hand in the matter. The captain came over to me. You're lucky again, he said. Now we will have to spend the night at half ever. A few minutes later, as the little ship pulled away from the jetty, I thanked the Lord again and marvelled at the means he had used to change the captain's sailing orders. He was there to help when I needed him. Perhaps you might be saying to yourself, those happenings, the whirlwind, and the mistake about the fuel was simply a coincidence. I've seen things work out in answer to prayer too often to accept that those things were just a coincidence. God was there, and although I don't believe that the whirlwind was His doing, He used it as a means of solving my problem. And friend, whoever you might be, God loves you as much as He loves me. You're not alone any more than I was away out there, in that small island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. You've been listening to our series, You're Not Alone. Stories told by Alan Sonter that help us to know that God is always watching over us, wherever we are. If you have any comments or questions, send an email to radio at 3avianaustralia.org.au or give us a call within Australia on 02-4973-3456. May God bless you and remember, you are not alone. You have been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Radio.